the Demon Dust Podcast, dedicated to the His Dark Materials, BBC, HBO television series, based on the works of Philip Pullman, powered by the South Congress Podcast Network. Hey folks, welcome back to the Demon Dust Podcast. This is supplemental content uh, for reviewing the Land series by Alaron Kong. I'm Travis Bryant, back with you again. Kendria Clark, along for the ride. Hey, Ken. Hey. So, um, podcast number one we did a couple of weeks ago. How do you uh, how do you feel now as a as a podcast veteran? Is that what I am? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have one under your belt now. I mean, you can go around with your nose in the air like 17 million other people in the world and go, I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I am super honored that you would allow me on your show. So I appreciate it. And I am super excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you uh, sticking in there for this, uh, this here reading of the land. Chaos Seeds, book one, again, by Alaron Kong. Um, last time, last episode, we went through the uh, uh, the prologue to episode, or I'm sorry, uh, chapter six, and we were on our way, Scion and Richter, our two, uh, our, two our hero, and I don't want to call Scion a sidekick. He deserves better than that. But is he's there a partner, really? A partner. Okay, that is perfect language. I was gonna say, what's a what's a better phrasing? Yeah, he's our hero's partner, and in some ways, mentor and guide. <laughs> Absolutely, because in a lot of ways, in most ways, he's way more savvy. Yeah, that's, um, you can't than call. Is. You cannot relegate him to being a sidekick. A sidekick just yeah. brings up too much imagery of, you know, being support and having, uh, you know, the nurse where he says scalpel and you hand him the scalpel, right. you know, clamps and you hand the surgeon the clamps. Like, no, 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 you're a little more than, you're in there digging in surgical doing stuff too. Matter of fact, you got the better tools and the bet and more experience. So, I was going to say, not only is Scion way more well-versed about the world and exactly what's going on, he is, uh, like, way more than capable and gets Richter um, out of stuff. And when he chooses not to intercede, Richter dies. So, yeah, Scion is absolutely <laughs> not a sidekick. So this is this is my third read, and it's really hitting me of how right up close and personal Scion is for every single important, certainly the early, early stuff, because later once Richter gets other allies and can do things and send Scion to do other things, but by then he's a seasoned land player, quote unquote. Right. Um, I don't... Um, but but these early these early chapters, Scion's there for everything. He gives them immunity to 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 to, to the mist. He gives him access to every. He lets he says he tells Futon, who we'll we'll meet a little bit later, and we'll talk about. He gives him access to Futon, and and it's just like wow, Scion is equal in in almost everything. That uh, in this adventure, in this journey that 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 uh, that our main character Richter is on, 
Uh, so again, last episode, we were set up to fight some goblins. They they ran up on a goblin encampment, and they, they're trying to finish the quest, cleanse the forest. And the quest involved, started out with finding, trying to find out why some wolves were, there were rabid wolves. Why all of a sudden are there are rabid wolves all, uh, all over the place, spoiling spoiling the, the, the forest, eating and biting, chomping on other animals, and not not for for just for for malice and sport, so they're throwing the whole right. balance the whole balance of the uh, the forest off. Richter was sent out on this quest to uh, to find out why. It seems to be well. There's an encampment of goblins, an entrenched encampment of goblins. We need to uh, we need to clear them out of here. So that's that's the task. That's the task. And and they set out. They get some rest. The next morning, they set out uh, to do just that. And, uh, yeah, less less than an hour of, of traveling. They, they find a bunch, uh, a few scouts, I think three or four scouts. Uh, it's Richter's first time seeing with his own eyes goblins, and he describes their green skin and their weird language that no. he... That he uh, they smell... They, they 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 crap where where they stand there there's not a ton of uh, organized hygiene <laughs> if any and don't forget they're all pretty you know base level intelligence none of them are smart the, no, the none of them scouts, are <laughs> the scouts certainly are so that first level just like any video game that first level of the enemy is going to be your idiots, your meat fodder, your just guys that are just thrown into the grinder to be chewed up uh, by the protagonist. So that's who the scouts are, and they're they're just dirty little four foot green skin, pointy ear. T- <laughs> and he describes them like you like the typical lore of goblins. Like when you think of what a goblin is, that's exactly how they're described uh, in, in the land. And uh, they come up with a plan, and to uh, to take out these first four scouts, and they do. They have a nice little a nice little skirmish. Uh, uh, Richter gets to uh, imbue his first arrow uh, successfully. Uh, I don't think he it wasn't like a critical shot, but he but he he got that. It's more about uh, repetition, and once you do something, it's like okay, I, I, I can do it now. It's like riding a bike. Once you Absolutely. once you ride that first, you know, twenty five feet, even if you didn't fall over, it's like oh, I felt how that, you know, and then you're able to exponentially get get better. Uh, that's that's basically uh, what we had here. But <laughs> there was one good line. And we're, we're we're keeping tracks of uh, keeping track of uh, uh, good lines, and so so when when Scion tells him the plan, like, hey, you're gonna give me the count of fifty. I'm gonna run over here. You're gonna imbue an arrow and take out the ugly one, and then I'm gonna boom, boom, boom. And Scion and then Richter's like, yeah, but I've, Which I've, one's I've the well, no, well, that's a good line too. Yes, but no, Richter goes. Well, I've never imbued an arrow, and he's like, "Well, then it's time to man up, and maybe at some point in your life you'll even be able to sprite up." And it's like, oh. so when you when you know where their relationship went 
and goes and how true it is it's like man it really starts at this at this guys in particular men have a thing where busting chops is a way of 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 showing endearment my friend jason his wife mary just doesn't get it we'll just sit there and tear each other apart and uh she's just like i don't how you guys are being so mean to each other and you know like because that's not a thing typically girls and women do or if they do they mean it like yeah your dress is ugly and and your, and your hair and your hair is frizzy you know or, or whatever the situation is it's like to be mean this is just boys like bonding and you get to see that right here where he's like you know you know digging at him with the with the with the sprite human competition and again they have a they have a skirmish and they get through it and it's not uh it's not an easy it's not an easy uh it's not an easy battle but they do get through it's it's only a few scouts they do realize that it's unusual that scouts are banding together. Or, I'm sorry, that goblins are banding together. Uh, like, tip the, they said, when you get 8 or 12 of them in a space together, inevitably, they're going to end up fighting. So you don't have big, giant groups of goblins, certainly not tribes of goblins that get along with each other and are willing to work with, with each other uh, to one goal. So that's their first hint at <clears throat> something larger is at play. So they actually, in this chapter, once they take that uh, group of goblins out, um, they actually leave one alive and interrogate him. And that is how they get all of the intel mm-hmm. that they'll use um, to figure out the larger plot about what's going on um, and what's up with the animals and why they're there. Um, so this is the first instance where um, we see um, Richter and Scion use physical violence against someone who is not actively trying to hurt them. They're using it to to get information. Uh, and they do. They they get it and they yeah. go on about their business. They fu- they uh, le- they learn that there's a that there's a mage. So there's a goblin mage, so there's a magic user with whoever's in charge. So the, so obviously whoever is in charge, that's the a weapon they have. Like okay, they have a magician with them. And it was just good intel and good interrogation. They didn't use torture. I'm pretty sure they then killed the goblin afterwards. Richter goes through some uh, later when everything's over. Richter does have like a like, moment hey, of reflection. Yeah, a moment of like I, I killed those sentient beings. You know, I, I don't think my meemaw and you know would be proud but i think she'd be okay because they were trying to kill me and that was obviously clear so right. in some ways it's just that kind of like war ethic of uh, you know kill or be killed and i su- i super appreciate the moment um that um, Alaron took to write that because it really drives home that he's no longer playing a video game and that these absolutely are sentient beings. So it's not like, you know, I'm killing something on a screen or with, you know, the VR glasses on. No, even though I do not necessarily like or enjoy their existence, they have feelings. Yeah, and, they you are, know, they. Yeah, yeah no, they you're right. Feelings. They have feelings. They are beings. Yes. They have. They have. And they might not be the smartest things, but they have intelligence. Uh, and there was 
an obvious difference between the methods. It was Richter's idea to interrogate the goblin. To leak, right. Scion's going for the the kill blow, the the kill shot on the last on the last uh, living goblin, and Richter's like, "Wait, we can get information from him." So they're they're learning from each other. Like Richter's learning obviously how to stealth, how to read, how to how to do herb lore, and how to like kind of live as one in a certain way with with nature like the sprites do and scion's learning how to think critically in different ways not that he can or the sprites don't but oh right my first instinct because these are my racial enemy is to murder this guy immediately but he had the forethought to go no 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 he could be worth let's just take a breath he could be worth more and again then he gave him really good valuable information uh, the, the, the magician was with him and and so forth uh, there was a <laughs> when they when they find out the the chief's name is big red um, Richter makes a a cinnamon gum pun or line you know one of the many like pop culture um, and and let's get this up front and I don't know if I said this in episode one but when you when you read a character that was that takes place or who's was alive in 2037 he's a 24 year old kid he means he was born in 2013 why is he why does he have all these references and all these cultural uh, it would be like us being 20 when in at 20 20 and 24 in 2004 or so just having all these 80s and 70s references and 60s references like we didn't live through that why is that in the t- front of our memories like ho 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 here's this Smokey Robinson pun like right what <laughs> you know haha remember that Motown it, but the 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 explanation is there was World War 3 which is explained uh, or at least hinted at in chapter or in the prologue I think um and 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 basically, entertainment came to a halt. It was a global war. Entertainment came to a halt. So the entertainment that was exist that existed was uh, was put in the public domain. So all the classics that we grew up with in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands were all of a sudden repurposed and reappropriated for another generation because they didn't have stuff of their own so they're like okay well here's the best of the last three decades basically and it's all free because movie productions aren't making movies tv productions aren't making tvs everything's shut down because we're having this giant uh war so that's why uh almost like a pandemic that's why he has all these references and 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 things so yeah, big red cinnamon, all that to explain <laughs> to explain uh, that line. Um, also, there's a dungeon that they're protecting. That was another piece of information that they got from the the, the goblin that they interrogated. So they know that the or not a dungeon, some kind of it's it's something that they're no, it's a 
It's a cave. I don't know. It's a cave. Yeah. They they refer to it as a cave. Yeah. Um, and the encampment is directly outside the cave. And this is where um, Richter and Scion will be able to. The instructions that he gives him are super vague. Um, but because but Scion is, right, and because Scion has has such a working knowledge of the area, he is able to whittle down and deduce in what general vicinity they should go to. It's, it's not necessarily um, the area, because he points out, like, my people don't come up this far north. This is, right. you know, but if if half of what he says is true, and there are half as many people as he said are there, I'll be able to pick up the trail. Because he's super, like, knows right. his, like how to track people, how to track scents and footprints and that kind of thing. So that was his, like... Hey, if, if if what he says is half true, don't even sweat it. I got it. So, right. um, and he and he was, and he found they found the encampment, and um, it's an old town. It's got collapsed stone walls around it, and uh, and the way they described it was fornicating, crap, piss and crap. And just grossness. And and Richter made a point and said, "I'm not like a and and like a a biologist or whatever or whatever, but I don't see any girl goblins down there." And he's like, "Whatever, long as they're not loving up on me." <laughs> so you've got this encampment of of sex. Gamora, up, right? Of, of, of just, Gamora. I think Gamora was a little cleaner than this. At least I hope. <laughs> Literally, again, it's just what we saw with the four scouts, except uh, exponential, ten times, right. fifty times worse. Because worse because there's uh, that many more goblins around. And uh, again, they just they just dump where they stand and 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 fornicate with each other in it. And they're just like, yeah, just gross little little dudes. Uh, <laughs> and uh... so they find them and there are um, traveling troops of them um, walking the perimeter of this um, cave um, and Richter and Scion get there and once they realize about how big the group of goblins are and that they have these uh, the uh, troops that are walking the perimeter and making sure that everything is safe, um, they pretty much take to the trees to stay out of sight and yeah. get closer. Um, they are able to slip in without being detected. Um, and Scion and Richter do a count and are basically like, yeah, we might have bitten off a bit more than we can chew. Like, there are it's, it's pretty obvious. Of- it's pretty obvious from the jump that there are too many it's, even if Richter was as good of a as a fighter and warrior as Scion was, it would just be too many. Like the numbers that it's just too much. So they have they have to come up with another plan. And Scion, or I'm sorry, Richter looks around. He uses his herblore and his analyze skill. Looks at some of the plants and he sees some similar similar moss like the black moss or dark moss that they found uh, uh, a couple days ago and um, and Richter says hey could you make uh, using these the ingredients you have and what's around could you make like a, a poison 
And Scions first was a little skeptical, like, but then he looks around and it's like, oh, nightshade and and this herb and that leaf. It's like, I think I could make something that could pack a pr- pretty good punch. So they decide poison it is, and that's how and that's how chapter seven ends with them deciding how they're going to take out this encampment of goblins. They notice that there's a that there's um. I'm not sure if this was in the same chat or in the next chapter, but they realize that they're that the that the how they eat that there's a main pot that they cook from, and they take food from that pot and they go into the cave, which is clearly being something's in there that they're protecting, and then after that everybody eats. So obviously the chief and the you know the top brass are getting to eat first, and then everybody gets to to eat after that. So the idea is, if we can get some poison into that main pot, we could take out enough of them. We're good. Yeah, we could, or we could right. take out enough of them with poison that we could then handle the rest who aren't. Because not everybody's eating at the same time. There are patrols. Uh, there are different shifts and, and that kind of thing. Uh, so that's what they do. Scion takes a couple of days. It takes him a couple of days and a couple of attempts, but eventually he comes up with um, two or three small clay pots full of a poison that he believes will work. Um, and as soon as the poisons are ready, um, he turns around to Richter and he goes, okay, poison's made. <laughs> now tell me what the second part of the plan is. Well, if you think about it, this is the easy part. <laughs> and and Scion's just like wide-eyed and like, okay, okay, tell me. He's like, yeah. And then that the trees basically go right up to where their, that pot is. And if somebody were to climb up those, you know, somebody theoretically <laughs> were to climb those trees and shimmy on out to that long, sturdy branch right above their pot, they could uh, deposit the poison. And Scion's like, yo, good plan totally you're gonna do that and he's like oh oh i absolutely do not have the skills to do that but <laughs> right you, but you on the other hand my good companion scion are perfectly equipped with your with your with your racial talents and your and your uh, uh found, found skills so right um, yeah and scion's like and he knew, obviously, he was the only one that could, he couldn't send Richter to do to do that that kind of a task. Right. <laughs> and and but and he was just seething the whole way, like I'm going to find a way to get that damn human back. Uh, but it was all good natured. Obviously, the task was to was to to kill the goblins or to sicken the goblins with the poison. And he did. And he shimmied his way on out out on that branch and. He didn't want, he, there were, everybody's surrounding the fire because everybody's anticipating, you know, food's going to be ready soon. And he was like, he dared not, you know, drop the, uh, the poison in then because too many eyes were just staring at the pot, just kind of just meandering, waiting for the food to simmer and boil. But the pre, the plan was to wait till, <clears throat> wait till a new patrol shifted and everybody would kind of turn and look, oh, okay, Jim and Jeff and those guys in the second patrol are coming out. Third patrol is going out. Boom. In that moment, Scion dropped the uh, dropped the clay pots in. They they then tell you that that they had uh, some rocks 
couple of rocks in the bottom of the pot so it would sink. And they also described the stew as just so gross that any of the, the poison, some of the poison like spilled out and got in on the surface, but the stew was so gross and so gray and darkly and weirdly colored and swirls of grossness that it didn't matter. Nobody even peeped the poison. Didn't even right. recognize it, especially by firelight. Um, and then they waited. And then they waited. And then they went to camp an hour later. I think it was an hour later. They just they so they went back to their like hideout in the in the forest, chilled, maybe got a little rest, filled up their water skins, and then was like, okay, it's been an hour. Let's head back. Let's head to their encampment. Let's see what our <laughs> what our uh, what our doings have wrought. And what their doings wrought was keeled over gurgling, moaning goblins, puking and pooping. It it was like they had food poisoning. Yeah, sometimes it comes out of both ends. And they just meticulously, point blank, went through kill shot, kill shot arrow to the throat, the arrow to the gut and just got racked up on kills and XP or whatever you get from slaying your enemy and um yeah they said the goblins were in such intestinal distress that Richter wouldn't even have to properly imbue all of his arrows mm-hmm. because they were already so weakened. Everything was a kill shot. Everything they was can- critical because they're just yeah. laying there prone, ready to be shot in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think he had to use the Im- imbue because certainly he can't just imbue, 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 imbue. He might get right. two or three. But he was just Cause ar- his arrows, was- arrows to the chest. And that's all it took because, again, they were just laid up, doubled over, holding their guts in pain. And then they just caught arrows into the back, into the face. And and they just just meticulously went through and and cleaned and wiped the deck of of everyone. Um, It says 15 more goblins died before the camp at large even became aware. They said the... People called, like, hey, we're getting attacked. But everybody would, had been moaning and groaning for the last 20 minutes that they just got ignored. Like, yeah, oh, oh, Bob's over there complaining. His guts hurt again. Oh, my guts. <laughs> my guts hurt, bro. Uh, and, yeah, Michael Anthony in the, in the, in the building. Um, but, oh, oh, Scion also used the poison that didn't go in the clay pots to go into the food. Got smeared on all the arrows. <laughs> so, yeah, so either I'm going to get you, or I'm, I'm going to get you. Yeah, but yeah. either way, yeah, yeah, one way or the other. Um, and then they just kick some serious ass. And again, it's it wasn't just, especially after uh, the, the the camp became aware. After that, it didn't become easy. And it, it's described. You know the pains and the slices, and you know the, the 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 cuts and bumps and that that Richter and Scion get. It's not just sweet, but they do manage uh, uh, to get to, to get the job done. 
Um, afterwards, afterwards they use the Richter's Ring of Healing, which which you can use twice in 24 hours. They both use that once. Get some health back. Chewed on some Forest Sage. That always comes right. in handy. Um, you, you forget later in the books, like, oh, right, Forest Age is, you know, it's like such a basic herb and basic healing thing that gets lost once you're at, you know, at, at such a higher level. You look like you want to say something. Go ahead. So what I was going to say is we've talked about um, other books that had um, extensive war scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Um but in this series, I super enjoy the way um, that the fights are, um, the wording about the fights, the feeling that you get when you read them. You can feel the tempo of the fights while they're having them. Yeah. Um, so them saying, you know, there were um, shot after shot after shot after shot. It does not seem gory. Um, it is almost like an action film um, in in opposed to it being like a war film. And that I super appreciate. I like the way um, that the tempo of the writing goes. I like the description of the way that they're fighting um, and the way that it almost um, makes you breathe faster when you read um, how much fighting they're doing. Exactly exactly what's going on it is immersive and it sort of pulls you in and so i like it i like it i like it a lot after this after this uh this this fight which again was was intricate and i'm just i'm really going out of my way not to get into the slash by slash axe blow by axe blow details of of the battles because we can be here all, all day explaining but he he finds a couple of uh, a couple of weapons on the dead bodies of the goblins he just slayed. So he finds first he finds a crude goblin cutlass, um, but then he finds a soldier's short short sword, which has a better damage and is a common item, or I'm sorry, is an average quality item compared to the cutlass which was poor and then this was what we were we talked about a little off air there are some differences in the printed edition and the audio now to me the audio is canon like everything said in the audio is canon they don't say abg they say eb no in the audio of of book one they do say abg but they're but everything else like like this cutlass in the book it says one thing like attack damage two to four durability seven to twelve weight 1.9 kilograms in the audio not maybe not particularly this item but it would it might be different instead of attack being two to four it might be attack three to seven and durability seven to twelve it might be durability six to eighteen um, and instead of it being the weight of 1.9, it might add a few kilograms or minus a few. It's, I'd, I'd like <clears throat> if I was able to have an, a, an extended question answer session with Alaron Kong, that might be later in the questioning. But I'd ask, hey, what was the thought process um, when... You know, like obviously some of the things changed. ABG to EBG changed. What's why did some of the stats on items and points and allocate? Why did those things change? And my, right. I assume it's because he personally took a deeper 
look and made it and went, this is going to be, if, it, if I'm treating this like a video game, I have to be computer-like and remember all of these points, remember all of these durabilities, which means if I say something in book four and, and whatever. So maybe it was a bit of a, what do they call it? Not retrofit. Um... There's a term where you, uh, where you kind of like go come, back, go back and yeah. kind of yeah, sort of retrofit. Make but it all fit together. Make it all fit together. Right. Retrofit uh, works. We'll use that. And 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 it could have been that, but I think it was probably for the best because everything seemed to make mathematical sense, gamer sense, going forward. So uh, I'm going to take your word for the gamer sense as a person who reads books and like words. I thought that the math seemed uh, pliable and believable. And I went on about my reading. Yeah. Uh, Richter had a pretty, a pretty big, a pretty uh, intense battle with the, with the last, the goblin who he took the soldier swords sword from, and one of the lines here was "Thanks, asshole," as he took the guy's sword because it was, <laughs> you know, he almost died and the guy almost killed him. So, uh, so, so chapter eight ends with uh, basically with them getting through another section of of these goblins, and and inter- and getting to the cave basically that it's obviously being protected. So the land, the the outer. Everything that you could see on the surface is clear. Everybody has run or has been killed, goblin-wise. Now they're entering the cave, which obviously the magician and the chief, Big Red, and his and his mage reside. And um, and it, so to set the scene mm-hmm. for them walking in, they get to the mouth of the cave, um, and as they're entering, they realize that it is almost a polar opposite in environment to what it is like directly outside of the cave. Inside there is no feces, there's no trash. Um, so even the realize- goblins like took some kind of reverence at least uh, to to this to this space. At least the, the main goblins, the goblins that have some intelligence, the mage, the the warriors, the the chief. Like okay, we can't desecrate this spot it's, it's a little because what you find out is it's not a cave what you find out is that the village around the cave um has dilapidated um and started crumbling so what is a cave is a what looks like a cave from the outside is a chamber um with what looks like some significance even though we don't know um what the significance is um yeah, this is a clearly... place to Clear, yeah, clearly this has been worked. This is if goblin. The, the, the first thing was the goblins are treating it like not like a dump, like they treat everything else. And right. and visually they look around and go, oh, okay, this is number one. It maybe not ancient, but certainly old AF. You know, like this is old. Somebody right. worked this with some skill and some precision. This is uh, different from just some. Okay, so. So that's where their 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 headspace is uh, headed in. They 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 just basically search, which is a slope, 
a, a, sl- a, a, a slow sh- sloping downward path that they take. It's a bit of a winding path, and until they find Big Red and his mage, and when they do find them, it's pretty obvious that they that they that they're sickened from that they ate the food. Obviously, they were the first to get the serving, so they might have even gotten a more powerful dose. Um, but they're still formidable. Right. And because mage, you would think someone who has reached to the level of being a mage would have some sort of, even if it is elementary, um, some sort of healing spells or some sort of protection. I can't see that they would be completely unprotected. So if you are a mage, um, so the red goblin. Um, Big Red is, was a goblin. Right. Big Red was a goblin. Um, have we gotten to the other gentleman with well, the his, yellowish his skin? His mage was... The mage had yellow skin, looked a little more right. humanoid, but was still obviously a goblin. But he mm-hmm. was taller and had lighter or, or yellow skin instead of green skin. And he and then Scion's like, that's a hobgoblin. Like, Ugh. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this brings me back to the Marvel Universe, because you have the Goblin, the main bad guy. I guess you would say he's an A-class, A-list villain in the Marvel Universe. B-plus for sure. Uh, One of the main Spider-Man arches. And he's the the Goblin. But there's also... uh, a Spider Woman villain and a, a small, a minor, like kind of D level villain that had a really awesome storyline in the 2017 Spider Woman uh, uh, run. Uh, he's Hobgoblin, and he throws exploding pumpkins at, <laughs> at people. So you might, you know, but those are two different characters: the Goblin and the Hobgoblin. So right. lore wise, those are two different characters, gob- or the two different types of people goblins and hobgoblins right okay and and they basically the four of them the goblin and hobgoblin richter and scion yell at each other like you know from across the room like what are you doing here why are you in this is the forest of nadria why are you in this place and uh it's basically scion scion is having at it his his natural enemy is goblin so we got a A goblin and a hobgoblin? Yeah. Well, the, goblin, much- the goblin goes, well, why are you here? What's a human? I, why is this human allied with a forest rat? So, again, that racial enemy just just, just, just urgh, stuff is coming out. Like, they obviously right. hate each other. And he's like, you're in the forest of nature, you filth. <laughs> That was Scion's retort. He called that man filth, which was the most apt uh, insult you could have, uh, you know, answer instead why you, you, a fire goblin from the mountain tribes, has come to sully this ancient place. What is your purpose? A raspy chuckle came from the hobgoblin. Uh, with a loud, breath, breathy whisper, sounding like the crumpling of old parchment, it said, Have you forgotten so quickly? Have your people forgotten so easily the places of power that exist in this world? And then the audiobook is so much better. He's like, really raspy. and I'm not, I'm, I'm not committing that, that deeply. <laughs> he says, we're here with a glorious purpose, to, reawake, to reawaken forces and corrupt them. We will cleanse the forest of bleh, 
and Scion wasn't having it. He just right. lo- he just loosed an arrow and struck the hobgoblin, and uh, Richter followed suit and um, and ended up having doing battle with Big Red, and they go they go back and forth. Um, uh, oh, a cave bear showed up. <laughs> to give... I was going to say, get to the cave bear! The ca- a cave bear showed up what? and provided, basically provided distraction and cover. But it right. still was a cave bear showed up like in the middle of this, uh... But it was a cave. It probably was that cave bear's crib. Like, yo, so, who are you for rem- people <laughs> messing up my crib? Remember that he talks about the mage um, having corrupted the animals in the forest. So oh, it was the mage. That's right. It was the mage's bear. So not only was he a cave bear, he was under a spell and he had rabies. <laughs> like, this is a formidable opponent. So they take out. So, so I think, uh, so what happens? If Cave Bear is released on them, Richter had to basically, on his own, take out Big Red, which was a a pretty, a pretty good battle. But he had to ignore his good friend, his companion, Scion, uh, who was getting chased by the Cave Bear. The Cave Bear turned his attention onto Scion. So once uh, Richter took care of uh, Big Red, he was able to uh, he was able to pick up Big Red's um, a- uh, war axe or something, yeah. and which threw him way off balance. And we find out a little later why. And he throws it at the bear, which gave it what his attention. <laughs> and before and the bear it. and the bear charged at Richter, and but Scion took it out with a with an imbued arrow. Um, and in a, in a really tense moment, Scion, you know, saved the day. And uh, oh, I don't even think that was it. All this time, the the mage was only stunned. stunned. Yeah, <laughs> like the first shot where he goes, <clears throat> he like maybe caught like a one to the chest or something. But he's a mage, so he threw up a force field, uh, you know, because he's a he's a mage, and. And um, and he's working his magic, and he's doing his Richter magic. goes into saying, um, you know, that he can't get to him behind this force field, um, and that he knows from playing the video game that the longer you give, um, he's the doing mages, he's doing a spell, and it's a spell right. that takes that's not a two second or three second spell. He's building. This is a six, eight, ten second spell that obviously is going to have a lot of power behind it. So Richter, I think this might have been the time. Yep, because I have it underlined in my notes. This was when he imbued his first arrow. It hit the force field and caused what we are what we know spell backlash. He didn't at the time he Richter's like, oh the 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 mage grabs his grabs his skull and he's like ah like he's got a migraine like you know and his head is, is really hurting. And that gave the opening, the spell, the the force fields down. The backlash is happening. He's completely distracted by the pain in his own head. The mage is, and uh, and then um, and then Richter imbued his second arrow and took the mage out. So that was the the, the sequence of of events. 
So uh, I just want to for a second because oh, and then uh, and then Scion stabbed him. So Richter didn't do the death. It was his imbued arrow wasn't powerful enough to kill the mage. It was enough to drain him and certainly stun him. And then Scion delivered the uh, the death stab. Yes. But go ahead. What were you saying? Um, so I think that it is really important to underline because I don't think we're doing it justice in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Chapter eight is really, really about us understanding that Scion and Richter are now way closer than just we are on this mission um, to we're, we're right. Then we're just fulfilling this mission and then um, going back. They form a friendship and a brotherhood um, in between them fighting their way through this goblin encampment um, that really lays the foundation um, of trust um, and a unity that carries us through the rest of these books. When we talked earlier about Scion being a whole complete character um, who is not just a a sidekick for Richter, um, he has some really quotable um, lines in chapter 8 um, where Scion goes you know we are now um, brothers in blood um, though I am not a mortal um, and though I am not a mortal like you um, seem to I'm be sorry. Right, like you seem to be. Um, I will gladly. Um, I will gladly uh, die, die for my- next to you and, and fighting alongside of you. And it was a. There was a moment that again, it's not in the audio because I think later on, and I and I don't know if it's because of book seven where this happens, which I'm not going to spoil. But in the book, or I'm sorry, in yeah, no, 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 in the book, he. He gets a he gets a reward for goblin slaying that they don't say in the audio gotcha. because that, and then you go, well why not well because I'm on my third read I know that comes back really when the goblins are a big threat and it's a very big uh, uh, story point and plot point so they don't give him the goblin slaying thing soon as in his first goblin battle like no 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 right but it was after richter smiled a, a sinister smile with black blood staining his teeth because the blood was dripping down the black goblin blood was dripping down richter's face and when he smiled it dripped in his teeth it got it stained his teeth and they had this kind of moment and then scion says his line about we're we're not we're brothers we're not just companions or homies or whatever we're brothers in blood like we fought next to we spill blood next to each other and for each other and to protect each other it doesn't get as a warrior and that's uh what hasako um called scion when she sent when she sent him off like Will you you take one of our warriors? Like, okay, so this is you know you you know this is a way of life for the, for these folks. They take those titles right. uh, uh, seriously. So as a warrior, you fight and bleed and kill and be defended by somebody. You guys are are bl- brothers in blood, as 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 he said. Um, 
And I love the way Richter is, Richter goes, you know, it is completely noble to die for the people that are your people. That is absolutely noble. Um, But let's make those bastards do it. Let's make them die for their people. Yeah. 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 They got it. (laughs) And again, this is, this is the kind of thing, because when you, the, the sprites, the more you get to know the sprites, they are not some cuddly soft spoken no no they're just soft spoken which makes it even creepier but they're just soft spoken like pretty xenophobic you know for good reason in a lot of cases but it's all about protect the gene pool and the line and our way of life and outsiders are bad more than they're good because that's typically they are <laughs> and and uh yeah so they're they're this warrior this clan this this group of fighters and they are all like three to three foot to about four foot two you know as far as stature so they're not a big folk and they deal with big fo- you know they fight and you know, uh, humans. They come. Yep. They come in contact with humans, so they know humans are five, six feet tall, and uh, goblins are about the same height. But you know, other other folks are about the same height, but muscle. Trolls are super muscly, and and, and dwarves are muscular. Um, yeah, the yeah, sprites, sprites ain't about tea. for the play play. Let's put it there. They don't take any tea for the fever. They give as good as they get and they they, they ready to go. So yeah, I I definitely appreciate um Richter and Scion forming this bond. So, so um, in a way that's super um super masculine and you know also not like in like this bro kind of way. Like not, they're not. It's it's masculine because they're men. Yeah. Simply because they are men, not because they're putting on masculine ways or airs of ooh ooh ooh. Look at me, I'm tough and ooga booga. I can bash you over the skull with this club more than you can. It's simply because they're honorable fighting men, and they exude a certain like masculine bond that just that you don't get with just dudes hanging out and you know hanging out and getting a burrito at the food truck or even that you don't get with dudes hanging out and playing video games so again we've taken what was this leisurely activity and right. thrown silk. it into you go back to what? the you go back to the silk right. character silk and crush and all his 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 friends who aren't worth remembering for real for real because they're so right. inconsequential until one of them shows up in the land uh they, they 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 don't they don't they don't matter much but but chapter nine ends with so they take out the mage they take out the chief now they have to deal with holy crap here comes one of those patrols here's that other shift of patrols starting in scion goes Look, he gives him a quick lesson on goblin lore. Look, goblins are cowards at heart, right? Soon as their leaders are are compromised, they're they show their true colors. Here, take this axe, and he gives them the the, the big the big axe that the big red was carrying. He's like, chop off their head, chop off big red's head, and hold it up. 
<laughs> when when they come in because clearly we hear them we can hear their voices and foot footfalls uh, uh, about to arrive and we need to stand here and show as strong a position as we can and Richter immediately understands and he does he chops off Big Red's head so as soon as this other horde of you know six to twelve what's a patrol let's say about nine let's go nine let's say nine ten people goblins come in like certainly enough that if they had in any most situations they'd be like oh we can kick these guys ass let's get them as soon as they walk in he's like this is the head of your chief we have spilled their blood all through this cavern and procured this space or whatever just like real articulately forcefully and with a lot of strength behind it and he threw he's like this is what's ahead of your cheat this is what we did to him you think we won't spill your blood from here to there and he threw the head at their feet and ran at them like Bleh! there's like a war call and they dropped their the goblins dropped their weapons and ran and not only did they run those six to twelve individuals every every uh uh, goblin who they encountered yes, from every, there uh, to from there to the fire mountains or wherever they were from they told oh my god this crazed human with the dark skin and the curly hair like that <laughs> big red head you know and they told this story and everybody just turned and ran they saw the panic in those other goblins and were like so you know the what? funny part about it is because they had um, successfully fought Big Red and the Yellow Mage. The Hobgoblin, yeah. They, they had no stamina. So it, this is all a bluff. As soon That's as they run I'm away, so they collapse. They collapse like, oh my, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad that worked. Whew. They could have swarmed us and eaten us for damn lunch and it wouldn't have been. And there would have been nothing they could have done about it. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. And magic. I loved it. Yeah, and chapter 10 starts, As the mania left him, Richter slumped to the floor where he stood. Like, literally, there was nothing left for to, for what they to, to give from these two. Um, yeah, and I write, The bloodless fades, and Richter reaches level 3 and 4. He completes Cleanse the Forest 2 and 3, those quests, and they 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 uh, instruct him to return to the for- uh, hearth mother to receive your to receive your award. And um, he he reaches levels three. He this is basically the beginning of chapter ten is cha ching cha ching cha ching cha ching bring you win this you got this you came up in this way your skill went up in this so so this is run through it. He, he reaches level 3 and 4 overall he completed cleanse the forest 2 and 3 for his Sako uh, he received levels 3 and 4 in archery he also learned the skill swordsmanship he earned the title oh nope I had to cross this out cause, because I, I was reading ahead in the book and was like oh he earned the title goblin slayer but they never said that in the audio so mm-hmm. I it, it doesn't because later he does. He got plus 12,000 relationship points with Scion, and their relationship went from, like, irritable... What did it go from? 
Uh, irritable to admiring, plus 10,000. Mm-hmm. And he... Oh, he got the Hearthstone that basically the Mist Village, it's the place of power. It's what those goblins were attempting to secure. Richter now has it. Um... And now he owns that place of power. So, again, when we're going through our list of magics learned, skills acquired, you know, all these kinds of things, he got the damn Hearthstone. He has it now owns a place of power. Um, and it's called so, the Mist Village. Yeah, go ahead. Don't forget, not only does he get the place of power, he also gets um, power from each ley line. That the Miss Village sits so on. So the Miss Village sits on light, dark, dark, fire. No, and no, air. no, no. He doesn't have. I have it right here. Let me. Just... You possess the premium. Air, water, air, dark, and life. Water, air, dark, life. Yes, yes. So he immediately now has access to those magics what he didn't before and land and land and and, and obviously the land the mist village itself which the village the the point of the scent of the middle of the mist village what he what he controls is 10 miles out every way so wherever the middle the, the the base is 10 miles out each North, south, east, and west, he controls and is now the lord of. And he also got 700 fame points. So people will immediately think of him differently because he's somebody. Right, because he can be, because he, because, so... They they sort of make a, there's a small caveat about that too. Mm -hmm. So yes, if someone in the... Uh, vicinity. So if he owns, if he's in charge of 10 miles, so within the 175, 100 miles, then yeah, his name might ring a bell. But outside of that, you still yeah, a nobody. Still ain't nobody. So, yeah. so this little, is specific. Congratulations, yeah. you have cleansed a hidden village as owner of the heart crystal, and because there are no living descendants to the previous owners, you may now lay claim. Would you like to claim the village? And obviously, uh, he did. Congratulations, you have claimed your first village. You are now master of the Mist Village. Your village is level one. As you increase the level of your village, more powers and resources will become available. This village is built upon a place of power. You you possess uh, the prerequisite affili- affinities. Uh, you are now bonded to this con- uh, to this convergence of ley lines. You now have access to the magic and mana associated associated with this particular place of power. There are many secrets to to locate uh, to any location of power, and you must apply yourself to discover and master them. Good luck. So after all this, because this was just back to back to back to back to back, he went up in levels. He got this sub. He got a skill in swordsmanship. He he got a light a light armor thing. He got a a thing with uh, Scion where his relationship went in, went up. He discovered a hidden. He cleansed a hidden village. He's master of a village. He got seven hundred fame points. And then Richter's mouth opened in shock. 
<laughs> or Mick Richter's mouth dropped open in shock. Uh, he's like, how did this happen? He'd woken up naked in the far, forest barely, <laughs> barely a week ago, and now Why? he's the master of a place of power? So, mm. you know, it just makes you think back to Zetrix, like, mm, somebody's looking out after this guy. Somebody's put this man on right. a path. Right, awfully orchestrated to me. Super orchestrated. Wow, is anybody that lucky? Anybody, is anybody that lucky? I don't know. Well, uh, one of the characters in the trade ship uh, series, which is which is the second trilogy in the realm of elderlings or the elderling realm? No, realm of elderlings. Um, this guy basically has a luck power, and That's- he has to cultivate the luck. Which means, like a muscle, you don't just have that muscle. You got to work that muscle out if you want to say that. (laughs) So you got to put yourself in compromising situations where luck has to come through for you. Wow. It is. When I realized, like, I was like, wow. And and it's Robin Hobb. It's the live ship uh, series, if anybody's like that caught anybody's fancy uh, again second trilogy the first trilogy was the um the uh what was it it was called the um i forget what the heck the first trilogy was called but it was yeah the assassins trilogy basically uh but yeah a guy has to cultivate his luck and 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 yeah it just yeah i mean magic yeah and, richter seems to be dripping he seems to be dripping in luck. He seems to be uh, dripping but, in good but fortune. for real, for real, his luck is still a ten, as we'll get to in a few in a few minutes when he allocates his points and he finally, right. you know, his luck is right now. He's working at a base ten luck and ten out of a hundred, so not like ten out of ten. I don't want anybody to think when you have constitution ten, luck ten, stamina ten, endurance ten. That's all ten out of one. Hundred, uh, so yeah, he's at a, obviously a very low level of, of of luck, but I I like the luck being quantified. I I like I like it because yeah. it's so it's so, it's so broad. It could help or 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 the lack of it could be so so detrimental um, in a way that is so hard to put your finger on. I I love it. He gets this is this might be the line my line of the section of the, of the chapters we're reading. So he gets uh what was the power it was in chapter 10 Okay, congratulations. You have learned the skill swordsmanship. The pen is mightier than the sword. But in another, much more real way, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love that line about the pen is, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you can sign legislation and affect way more change than, you know, you know, stabbing a guy or an army, you know, killing each other. But, you know, that stab is pretty real. (laughs) Right. That that head being chopped off is, 
it's pretty definitive. That head ain't gonna uh, get atta- reattached. You're not gonna have an amendment. Yeah. You know. So the gist of it is, if you have a pen, um, I want the sword. If so, if one of us has a pen and one of us has a sword, I want the sword. Is the gist of it? Yeah. So after he Good gets, pick. after he gets all of his accomplishments and point or or or, or accolades. Fut- he's he's not Futin, and uh, a gray orb makes an appearance, and because uh, he's like uh, he goes, what's a place of power? And a place of power is a nexus of world's ley lines. It allows for the magnific- uh, magnification of those particular powers. Sentient beings can tap into this answered a deadpan voice somehow Richter could tell it put emphasis on place of power that he had not uh, so yeah who is that scion snap and they go this they do this back and forth thing where Richter asks and it answers and then scion asks and it doesn't answer and then when it finally makes itself visible it's a floating gray orb and that emits light, and it says, I'm your master, or I'm sorry, you're my master, Scion, or Richter, I don't answer to Scion, because he ain't my master. So so Richter gives, look, if he asks you a question, answer it, you don't just answer to me, he's my companion, that's my my best friend here, answer to him as well. Uh, Later we learn that he is a remnant of the first master. The first master of that place of power. Mm-hmm. He's thirty thousand, over thirty thousand years old. Scion, they're apoplectic. But no way. There's, you know, if just, just kind of typical kind of. Most people don't. If you told them the Earth was thirty thousand, there's a certain segment of people that'd be like, no, there's no, you know, because of right nonsense reasons. Uh, but he. But he he asked who was what was the name. This is later, but I just want to call him, give him a name. Uh, what was the name of your first master, or maybe it was the last master? And it was like Futin, Futin Windspeak, or something like that. He had a really cool name. He's like, okay, can I call you Futin? He's like, I, I, I don't care, Master Richter. <laughs> he's like, do what you basically do what you want. I'm here to serve you. So he's got this gray orb that floats that is super smart, that is connected to that place of power, connected connected to the Mist Village, and can communicate with him uh, and, and Richter and whoever he says communicate with. And his name is Futin, and he's really awesome. and could do, I wish I had a Futin that could just pop into existence and exist at times in my life when I need answers to things or, or messages be Whatever. Futin is... Futin's dope. We we will learn a lot about Futin uh, uh, going forward. So, so one of mm-hmm. the coolest things that we immediately find out about um, Futin is that he is able to identify objects um, that are way out of Richter's league. Richter looks um, at so stuff Richter- and it says magic staff. And that's it. And then Futin will look at it and it'll say Magic staff of staff of decay. It is, and then give all these properties. What it, what its levels are, the 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 the, the, power, the attack power, the defense power, the durability, the weight. Richter just sees magic staff. 
and everything else is question mark, question mark, question mark, because he has no access to it. Um, and later he asks Futon about l- skills and abilities. Like abilities are things you have innately, and skills are things you're able to learn. And Futon's analyze is a skill. And later he te- mm-hmm. he teaches, and it's like one of those things as a as a some you know third time reader especially on my second read like oh that's that's where he got the analyze skill from oh and you just remember you know hours and hours and chapters chapters and chapters way you know you're so far past you know chapter 10 book one you're just like oh okay that's that's right everything has an origin everything has a beginning Uh, right so one of the things that we learned from Futin's um, first go at analyzing the items that um, Richter and Scion won from their battle with the mage and the hobgoblin um, is that when Richter threw the axe that he had taken off of the did he take the axe off the mage or the hobgoblin? The, he took the the mage off of well that's the same person the mage is the hobgoblin. Gotcha. Uh, Big Red was the regular goblin chief. So he was in charge, making the decisions. He had it was I, I, I think it was called the 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 axe of strength, and it was like you had to have a strength level of fifteen, and Richter has I think a ten or twelve at the most at most, but I think ten because he hasn't touched it. So that's why it was so unwieldy. And later on, I'm not sure where it comes up, but later on, he when everything's safe, nobody's he just wants to go. Okay, let me let me try this again. So he picks the axe up. He immediately feels like he's going to fall over because he's off balance. And he takes a couple practice swings, and it and it just doesn't go well. And the third, second or third practice swing came way too close to Scion, and Scion was like ready to get that man a two piece and a biscuit. So he was like, okay, right. okay, okay. And he put the axe down and was like. That ain't for me, and he and he and it just was basically for you, him, and us, the audience, to go. Those attributes mean a thing. You cannot pick up a sword or an axe that says you have to have the stamina or strength of this, and you don't because it the bad things could not ha- gonna work could, for you. Could happen, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, so yeah, so we learned Futin's thirty thousand years old. Uh, he t- oh he does teach uh, Richter how to summon mist workers because there are a bunch of dead bodies around, all these goblins, and he needs to bury them and burn them or do it you know just dispose of them. You know, and rotten bodies ha- hanging around his new. All of a sudden, his whole it's like when you have a kid, your whole way of thinking goes like. Oh, 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 I have a home now. I cannot spoil it with these bodies and these, right. you know, these rotten corpses. Yeah, so all of a sudden, this 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 plot of land he didn't care about, you know, an hour ago. He's like, okay, okay, let's let's get this thing straight now. Hang some drapes, light an incense, do something. Um, so he, yeah. so so he, mist workers are constructs of magic, magical constructs. Uh, they embody the 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 elements or the whatever of the mist village. So they're mist workers. They are they look they're gray. They're made of gray smoke, and their hands and appendages can turn into various tools of menial work: shovels, picks, axes, 
hammers maybe to do very menial work. They can't build buildings, but they can dig ditches and chop trees. And their body, because they're made of smoke and mist, can fit into any shape or contort into any uh, fit into any puzzle piece that's needed. Yeah, in my mind, they are gray, smoky flubbers from the Disney movie. You know how yeah. flubber could like it, it move around and be anything. It wasn't until my third read, this read, that I realized because they describe them as having like faces and like a you know I always thought of them as like just literal gray faceless clouds but no 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 they all might have the same face but they mm-hmm. do have faces they don't show expressions or anything but they're more than just a a a, a humanoid cloud of gray smoke you know doing mm-hmm. chopping a tree down or picking apples or whatever the heck menial task they have them doing uh, a few times uh, when 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 Futin appears he appears right in front of Richter's face and he instructs this is like a, a, a played, for, played for comedy because uh, Futin you know will just who can turn invisible will just appear right in front of Futin's uh, right in front of Richter's face then Richter's like ah! you know <laughs> Like, he'll ask a question, like, what's this, that, and the third? And Futin will be like, it's this, my lord. And be like, Ugh! Right? You know, it's like, okay, from now on, materialize 20 feet away from me, and then come to me. Like, he's like, no, you know, okay, my lord. Like, no problem. Like, whatever you say. Um. So, yeah, so chapter 10, basically, uh, oh, yeah, Futin wins speak. As I, uh, that's the, that's, that was the name. He says, what's your name? I have none, master. Well, what was the name of the mage who created you? His name was Futin Windspeak. Then may I will call you Futin, if you like. As you wish, master. So again, it's not like, yeah, oh yeah, I like that, or no, I don't. It's like, if you say it, then that's just what it is. Right. Um... He, he learns that the, the great seal in his home, that is the convergence of all the ley lines, dark, light, water, uh, dark, light, air, air they and converge. light. Oh, I said light. It's life. Life, dark, life, air, water. So they all converge. So there's eight, eight magics. So let's since we're since we're talking about them, let's see if we can let's start with the so so the elemental ones are basically earth, wind, and fire. So <laughs> earth, fire, air, water. Then you have life, death, dark, and light. Uh, in the role playing game, I'm not sure if you've seen in our in our little group, they have the you know the 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 D and D type you know tabletop game that they have going on and I and right. I joined and we played I'm a I'm a wood sprite who has death magic which is very rare as we learn in later books because 
Spr- sp- sprites are, you know, especially of the hearth of, tree. Of the light. Yeah, right. They, they lay on a on a, 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 a life ley line, and even one of the main main characters sprites hates death magic. Hates anybody who wields death magic, even though they talk about how, oh yeah, everything has to have a balance, life and death and dark and light. Still, deep down they, you know. So, in my game, I'm a I'm a wood sprite with 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 death magic. So I'm a total outcast, just like in <laughs> just like in real life, you know. So Really? Um so yeah, so that's where chapter ten ends. Chapter ten ends with um, summoning with mist workers to basically to work overnight because it's time to get some sleep. We just slayed, you know, thirty-seven goblins and 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 did a, a whole battle. They sleep uh, right at the right at the seal, and. Um, they they sleep in the seal because it's the safest place. It's the safest place. He's like, yeah. Um, where, because where do we where do we sleep? And Futon's like, hey, nobody's if you're here, and nobody's gonna come. Just you know. So they took Futon's advice, caught some Z's. Richter woke up from a really bad dream, and which had Scion on his heels, with hit with a bow with an arrow knocked, thinking you know there was some kind of threat. And then he's like, no threat, my friend outside of my my nightmares and this going back to your chapter 8 thing was another one of those brother in war brother in arms moments cause Scion goes uh damn okay Scion looked at him relaxing the draw on her bow Yesterday was a dark day, and I think better of you that it could not be so easily dismissed. With a pause of his own, uh, then a small smile, he added, my friend. So, yeah, like, I'm glad you don't just think of taking any lives, even goblin lives, that he is in his DNA to hate, Scion, that is. He's glad, like, well, I'm glad you didn't just kill so indiscriminately, indiscriminately, and it doesn't come so easily to you. So it was this this kind of respect moment of, you, you know, as and we learn later, you know, Scion has issues with human beings, and this was right. And, and as on a third read, you go, oh, this really meant something to Scion because he really had a thought and a and a, and, a, and, a, and an ingrained idea of what humans were and and what they were like and this went against all of that in such a positive good way um, that you don't learn for real for real in its full detail until late until you know books later so I'm not going right. to get into it um so then they realize, okay, we're up now. We ain't going back to sleep. Let's find, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's look at our, our booty. Let's, let's check out what we actually have. So they search, they start searching all the individual, um, the mage, the hobgoblin, or I'm sorry, I'm doing you, the hobgoblin, the goblin, they, they take everything that's valuable uh, they they instruct the mist workers to, or maybe the mist workers had been working overnight. Matter of fact, t- 
taking out all the bodies and, and digging like some mass grave kind of thing because later that's already done and uh, and then we get and then there's a uh, then there's a again because they're searching they get a bunch of stuff magic iron war axe that was the axe that um, that the Richter could not wield yeah yes. the big red had so he can see the damage the durability the item class but not and everything strength required 13 but in the audio it said 15 but in the book it says 13 so that's one of those one of those small changes uh, so there's question marks here and then that's because he doesn't have the analyze skill yet uh, wooden buckler he receives a wooden buckler an iron mail shirt hardened leather pants and also things like this change too it says in a book 28 silver and 41 copper that changed i don't know if it went up or lowered but that that was something that changed uh and he found a piece of gem but in the book it says you lack the skill in jeweling to access quality of this gem learn jeweling they don't say that in the audio. You don't hear the words jeweling until his until his settlement, the Miss Village, is firmly established. He's got villagers and he's looking for people with the jeweling skill. That's the first time. It's like book six. It's the first time you hear the jeweling. But here it is in book one. And it's just like, I wonder why they decided to take that out. Because it's not, it doesn't spoil anything. It doesn't. Right. It, and it also doesn't cut time. Taking that one line out doesn't help your your numbers trying to get, you know, a t- under a certain time threshold. So I, I just, every, these little things, I just wonder, what was the thought process? Maybe it wasn't his thought process. Maybe he switched editors. You know what? It could just simply be a a publishing thing. But what the heck does what would an editor care that you say take why would he take that one tiny little line out? Or switch what something weighs or what the durability of something is. You don't care. You know, little, little nerdy little book. <laughs> He's just here to edit commas and and and, and semicolons. I think that the that the changes between the hard copy and the auto and the audiobook would beg to differ. I think that it is probably an editor's decision because I can't see because so you have a physical copy of copy of the book. Yeah. Um. You know the audiobook is hefty. It is at least six yeah, hours. I'm taking notes on my on the audio, but I do have the book open as I'm listening to whatever section that we're going to review. Right. So my point is, you know, these are heftier works. So and, you know, editor is not just a job, it's a career. So there's a good possibility that they got a new editor when they moved from the print copy to the audible copy. And somewhere somebody was just like, yeah, this don't this doesn't add up um, and we need to make some changes. So so I think it's probably an editor's decision as opposed to I I definitely would like a definitive and he doesn't have to go into detail he could just literally say oh we switch editors and blah 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 and I'll be like right. oh okay 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 things get lost in the sauce or, 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 or whatever or added or subtracted and I would accept that but yeah so Richter uh, require, or, or acquired a bunch of stuff from the uh, from the goblin and hobgoblin 
Um, from the Hobgoblin, he the mage, he got uh, black mage robes, a magic staff, which was the first time when they said qual- uh, quality of something. Something had always been poor, average, or common. For this right. magic staff, it said exquisite. So you knew immediately, whoa, he's got his hands on an exquisite item. That's a big jump from common, average, poor, that kind of stuff. There's some some levels in between that, that we're not hearing about. And then some more money, some more silver and coppers. And then an unknown, a couple of unknown potions. And again, he doesn't uh, learn what those were. Uh, un- until, uh, but but Futon did identify the items and the potions. Uh, it's the Staff of Decay. That's uh, that's. And Scion takes one look at it and has a visceral reaction of absolute unease and disgust. He's like, "Oh, and we need to like, destroy that." And Richter's like, "Yeah, should I just snap it over my knee? Like, how do we do it?" And but he immediately knew. He he likes tore he 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 tore uh, some fabric off of from like maybe the the mage his robes or 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 big red's outfit and wrapped the bulb or the head of the staff and immediately the level of revulsion went away and again i don't know if that happened immediately in this chapter that we're talking about now but that that happened they're looking at this staff they have scion has this visceral reaction richter doesn't disagree because he goes this feels gross he wraps it in the cloth the grossness lessens and he goes okay I, I don't. Hey, you're not going to hear an argument from me. You want to destroy it? Right. I'll you know. hear advice. Yes. So, so once Futin uh, identifies it, he calls it it's the the staff of decay, um, bracelet of health, two mana potions, a health potion, and an axe of strength. <laughs> so the axe he couldn't wield was called the axe of strength. So specifically something that uh, he couldn't. Richter do. has yet to acquire. He has none. He, he is a base player. You basic. He is he is basic like Futin, or I'm sorry, like uh, Zetrix told him in in, in uh, chapter one. You're about you're a basic bitch. <laughs> and he's like, excuse me. <laughs> he's like, I'm just saying. <laughs> I made you my bitch. Your stats are basic AF. Ipso facto. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So in the meantime, Futin does teach him. Uh, after he identifies some of the items, he then teaches Richter how to identify items. So he gets to see what items are, but he does go, wait, this is still basic information. When can I learn more? And he goes, well, like anything else, you're going to have to work it out and discover. So he's like, okay, like, like everything else. Awesome. There are levels and and you got to You got to get to the next level. So, yeah. Uh, but back to this staff of decay, he's offered a quest because uh, because Scion says, "Hey, we need to take this back to my mom and let her destroy it." And he gets a, a a quest notification: "You've received a quest. Destroy evil's weapon." Scion has had an extreme reaction to the staff of decay. He hates it so much he can only think of destroying it. Uh, take the Staff of Decay back to the Hearth Tree so that Hisako can destroy it. Those are the success conditions. Unknown rewards. 
penalty or failure or refusal of quests decrease relationship with Scion. So, obviously. I'm not sure there ever came a quest that he said no to. And we're seven books in. I don't think he ever was like, nah. (laughs) Even if it said, even if it said penalty none he was seems like okay fine i'll take it even if i don't do right. it i'll take it just on the strength that i might maybe maybe do it um so yeah so he gives futon detailed instructions so futon lets him know the mist village the mist workers use a certain amount of mana the the mana pool of the Miss Village is a thousand. That generates like forty-two points of mana a minute, or something like that. So the Miss Villagers cost this amount to 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 summon, power. to power, yeah. and to keep going throughout the day. So knowing that Richter leaves him with instructions to create Miss Villagers as he sees fit, to 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 dig a trench, to bury those bodies. But and they can do everything except light them on fire because they don't have they don't sit on a ley line and have no fire magic. So he's like, fine, that's just do everything up until light them on fire. Um, and then uh, and as he's about to leave, and Futon's like, uh, my uh, my lord, uh, do you want to activate the 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 the, the the heart crystal or whatever and he's like what do you mean yeah, he's like basically at this point if he's just carrying it around anybody who socks him in the face and takes his heart crystal now owns the miss village right that's because that's how he got it nobody was bonded to it it just was sitting there in the dirt or wherever it was the the goblins hadn't bonded to it or done anything with it so when he got it it was up for grabs so he's like, does that mean anybody who like attacks me can just owns it? And Futon's like, well, sort of. But if you bond yourself to this place of power, you won't have to worry about that. And the heart crystal basically goes inside you, so it's not something someone can then physically steal. Right. Um, so he agrees after getting all the details and all the pros and cons. Um, he agrees. The heart crystal then shrinks goes into his forearm as a swirling mist crystal of swirling mist and that's his first mark you have the mark of the mist master of the mist village so that's his first mark um and again he learns analyze he leaves Futon with all the instructions he also tells Futon don't hesitate to advise me on things you think I should know so, one of the things like I, I, I talk um, like heroic traits is one of the themes we want to talk about with this series is that he is n- Richter is not opposed to hearing other people's ideas and thoughts, right? Even and especially Futon, who's been around for thirty thousand years, and if I'm gonna listen to anybody. It's going to be Futon damn Windspeak or the the, right. the, the, the the orb that was created by Futon Windspeak. Um, so it's just one of those things where you go, man, this is a stand-up 
stand-up guy because how many people know better they know everything themselves i i got this i got this and they really don't know shit um but he's willing to to hear other people out completely and thoroughly go ahead i thought that uh, another part um that impressed me on the reread um was when richter is about to leave he's given Putin all of these um bullet point tasks yeah. have the miss workers dig a ditch mm-hmm. i'm sorry dig a trench and gather stones and sort them by Chop type and size yep. right and clear away um any excess foliage like you know push back the forest so i can see my land and right before he leaves um he's talking to Putin and he's like you know um, not only do I want you to advise me, but your job, he 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 almost puts an asterisk um, on the conversation and goes, um, I command you to do what is best for the village and do what is best for me yeah. um, to the best of your ability. So the, direct, just- the direct quote, don't hesitate to advise me if you fu- if you have something useful to say. Do your best to take care of the village and me. I want to be made aware of any major decisions, but in my absence, do your best to protect and grow the village. And then it says, it will, and then uh, uh, Futon says, it will be done, my lord, the remnant answered. And Richter and Sion begin their trip back to the hearth tray. And yeah, I mean, here's my instructions. Please follow them and do your best. Don't admi- don't adhere strictly to the things I said. To use your best judgment. Right. Yeah, I, I thought it was super smart. And when I read it, um, I said, I don't know whether or not I would have had the foresight to give him that blanket directive of, you know what? Do your best. Yeah. Do your best for this place. Do your best for me. Um, and that is what I want you to do. I don't know if I would have had the foresight in that moment. Certainly um, to yeah. put it in those in that way where a machine or a whatever Futon is machine magic machine whatever in between whatever he is understands and it's broad enough that that he understands but it's specific enough that he's not gonna that he's again it just was a perfect the perfect instruction to give to ai if you want to think of him as artificial intelligence yes agreed uh, they arrive the pair arrive to the hearth tree after a few days with no incident uh, Richter then explained to uh, explains all to Hisako, basically giving her a r- complete rundown of the battle with the goblins, receiving the Hearthstone. Um, she immediately knew, you, oh, so you ha- are the owner of a place of power. And he's like, oh, I, I, I didn't tell you that. He's like, how do you know? He's like, all I sit on a place of power. The Hearth Tree sits on a place of power of light life uh air and whatever three or four ley lines she sits on and she says owners of a that sits on a place uh, of a place of power can tell other place of power owners there's a there's a glint in the center of your eye that only we can see of each other so but she also warns him don't go around telling everybody you got a place of power like right. Keep that close to your vest, and that is you do not want to become a target. And Richter had already in that in the first set, in the first part we did kind of realized you know Z, he took Zetrix 
uh, uh, advice to heart. Like, don't tell people you're limitless. Don't tell people you got, you know, shut up. <laughs> don't, tell nobody, don't, tell my, don't tell nobody your true name. Keep all that kind of stuff to yourself. Yeah, the gift of tongues, absolutely. Um, so basically she... Hisako, I greatly appreciate all your efforts and thank you for bringing our warrior home safely. In addition to your reward, I will give you a word of caution. Through those, though those creatures were evil, it does not make them things. Because he was talking about the the wolves being rabid and the goblins poisoning yeah. the land. And he was like, yeah, those things poison the earth and the blower poison the land and this, that, and the third. And she was like, don't objectify them. Because the moment you right. start objectifying, objectifying them, taking away their gender or their humanity, is the moment that you yourself, like, turn bad, basically. And he, like, really right. took that to heart. And later on, when later on he when he gets back to the Mist Village, he calls feuding him. He's, like, taking Hisako's advice to heart. He he does he stopped thinking of Futon as it and, and instead of as him, like yeah I'm not above everything here and these aren't things or or animals or 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 they're not under my foot to be squashed into my and molded to my you know to my uh, powers and thoughts. Uh, but he did then receive. A bunch of XP for Cleanse the Forest 1, 3,000 for Cleanse the Forest 2, 6,000 for Cleanse the Forest 3. Then he re-upped to levels 5 and 6. Um, he, um, he gets 1,000 relationship points with every sprite of the hearth tree. The Mist Village gains 1,000 relationship points with the hearth tree. The relationship with the Miss Village and the Hearth Tree Hearth Tree improved from neutral to friendly, plus a thousand. And and then he also gets an entire set of sprite armor, a helmet, a breastplate, gauntlets, greaves or pants, the whole shebang. A sprightly helm, wood gauntlets of wood sprite. So he gets a boost in armor, a bonus to a special bonus, make 50% less noise made while moving through the forest. You've received a recurve bow of the wood sprite, damage 14 to 19, durability 35 of 35. Item class scarce, quality superb. So it improves his dexterity plus 8, his accuracy plus 5%, and he gets the sub-skill, Focus, which later we find out if you get a sub-skill, you get the skill. So he now has the Focus skill. Wait, no, no, no. The sub-skill was Focus. So it says, congratulations, you've learned the sub-skill Focus. By expending stamina, you can zoom in on your target, making shots easier. This is a sub-skill of archery. archery. So he already had archery. Yeah. So he just got yeah. a sub-skill of archery. So now he can zoom in, get better shots, be a better better archer. Um, he even practices yeah. with uh, a tree. He looks at it and you know, pretends he's shooting and then it zooms in and he's really amazed and he's really excited at his at his at his new powers and and, and relationship points and, and everything. Um she gives him again more sage advice, Richter and Scion. Oh, they then give after all the 
gifts are exchanged of the you know she gives him the sprite armor he gives her the info about the quest he he just finished she then they then Richter and Scion give her the staff of decay and like Scion she immediately is he says this is what was the line he says this is the first time I saw genuine anger in the in the small woman's face or something like that she she was living she she just had this visceral physical response to this item and, and immediately she tells him to drop it, drop it. and he does and he does like, didn't like, even, drop uh, it. he didn't hesitate and it didn't hit the ground it hovered over the grass the golden grass wrapped their grass stems around it so tightly right. you could hear the squeak of the wood and a rift was created in the ground it went underground it, the rift was sealed like the dirt just went back to normal and then you heard a well, he said more felt, but you heard a boom uh, underneath, and everything was all good. And he got uh, mm-hmm. a, an XP of of um, of um, destroyed. What's it called? Destroy uh, evil's evil weapon. weapon. Yeah. Yes. But they also. Oh, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. But they also uh, realize a royal pixie chrysalis was recovered so it's an it was an evil weapon being powered by something good and pure uh, a royal pixie is the the other half of the sprite soul that's how hisako puts it she says just mm-hmm. like goblins are a racial enemy pixies are the inverse they are the other half. It's legend says every sprite born, there's a pixie born with the other half of that soul and vice versa. And here we have a royal pixie. So not just a pixie, a royal pixie. So maybe they so can wait. save the entire line that they thought was all extinct and dead from the some really awful plague that, that came through a thousand years ago. Right, because that's the crux of it. She's so excited by the discovery of this. Uh, first of all, if it were a pixie period, not even royal, she would have been elated because yeah. the, our soulmates no had been wiped out right. right for thousands of years. Before she was born, they were wiped out, and they have passed all they down have these is lore. stories. stories yeah. Right. They've passed down these stories of how the pixies had shared destinies with the sprites um, and here she is an adult woman of hundreds of years Crying. old um, tears she, running down her face right it was so to special the elation of yeah. this discovery that changes the that not only changes the um, the nature of her life it potentially changes changes the nature and the direction of, the of all pixies lives everywhere this is a monumental well, discovery I think lives period of the land not just pixie lives not just sprite lives it changes the landscape of the land period and we're uh, excited and and yeah so that's how the, so the chapter ends with him getting a bunch of xp for 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 discovering uh the the royal chrysalis pixie uh before that there was a there was a 
I guess some people would read it as sweet, but there was a moment where Richter had some sarcasm, uh, said some some sarcastic stuff to 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 Hisako, not disrespectful or mean or anything to her, just his situation. And he said something sarcastic, and she was like, "Come here." And then he was like, Richter went down on his knee, so he was eye to eye with this with the small woman, and then she slapped him upside the head. <laughs> nobody nobody <laughs> likes a crying baby. It could always be worse. Like, yeah, but did you have to hit me? And then Scion's in the back chuckling, rookie. Like, right. Fam, you're lucky that she's your mom. Like, <sighs> so what we forgot to tell you was um, Richter had gotten all of these um, points um, in friendship with the Miss village and also with the hearth tree that was before the chrysalis was found um once the chrysalis is found Hisako oh, asks him yeah. like hey can we right like yeah. hey this is your mate can, can we, we can we try to revive because it's not a foregone like it's still in like it's a chrysalis so it's like in mm-hmm. stasis so to speak and she's like we have the power. I have the magic that could potentially revive the royal line of pixies. Will you turn her over? And she knows it. Richter found him, found the the staff, and 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 so it's his item. Will you turn her, or turn it over to to uh, to the hearth tree, and we can revive it? And he goes, uh, yeah. And then he goes yeah. immediately regret it. In such a pivotal, like, meaningful moment, not having anything better to say than, uh, yeah. So immediately, 40,000 relationship points uh, with the hearth tree. The Mist Village gets 35,000 uh, uh, relationship points, taking them to f- from friendly to trusted. Uh, and then they get, yeah. So, Hasako's face shone like the sun. Her anger at seeing the staff had been replaced by pure joy. Thank you for this precious gift. Rest with us, then start your journey in the morning. Uh, Their rations had run out the night before, so Richter welcomed a good meal. So, yeah, so they stayed the night. Chapter 12 ends with them staying the night at the hearth tree. Chapter 13 ends, uh, or begins with Hisako giving them travel advice, right? Like, okay, you guys are going... Richter's intention is to go to law, go to the... go to the, I guess, country of Eve, go to Mm -hmm. the city of law, where it's just... Which is the capital. A bustling capital city, and to sell his goods, he got a bunch of skins and fox skins and whatever that he caught the last week or so. He's got a bunch of stuff to sell. He's got... Uh, and stuff to buy that he needs. And he also wants to try to drum up some, hey, I got this village. Y'all want to come hang out and live right. in my village, populate my village? So Hasako, knowing his intention, gives him some sound advice on where to travel, how to travel, gives him pack animals, gives him a couple, gives them a couple of ponies to ride and carry, carry stuff. Um... Um, also, what does she tell them? Well, whatever. She just gave him a, a ton of advice, gave him the provisions, gave him the animals, and then they left to, to, to go to, to the Miss Village. And, um, oh, oh, he thought he was off on his own. He's like, okay, my friend, 
I'll talk, tell him talking to Scion, it's been good traveling with you. He's like, well, we ain't done. I'm not, you're stuck with me. So it was like, oh, okay, cool. And you're okay with this, uh, Hearth Mother? Hisaka, right. Hisaka's like, look, you've proven yourself as a trusted ally. You're, you're doing things that are eventually going to benefit most likely uh, the hearth tree, or at the very least, give out one of our most prized warriors a ton of experience, and 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 for him to see the world. Hasako said, "I haven't seen human lands, or I'm sorry, I haven't seen." However, she put it, she hasn't been to Law or Eve in a century. Mm-hmm. So she's basically been cooped up in the heart in the the forest of Nadria. Not that that's some like condo to be stuck in it's a whole big forest but still she hasn't seen any other civilization she ain't seen a building the hearth tree is described as a 40 story as tall as a 40 story uh apartment complex type deal yeah i think of the i think of the was it the soul tree in avatar i forget what they called it but yeah yeah the tree of souls yeah, like I had the winding column in the middle that was protected, that had was basically a staircase that went from the bottom to the top, that kind of thing. So now that you say that, um, I am super interested to see whether or not we ever get an inside look at the hearth tree. Remember, um, Richter's the only human that has seen the hearth tree. So right, they're not in any in any hurry for because right. our only perspective is Richter's. So he right. would have to like walk through and hang out and eat a meal but there's plenty of places outside of the hearth tree to do those things i'm sure there's a barracks there's a mess hall there's a there's a recreation area you ain't gotta be up in our in our like living area no matter how trusted that's what they work trust all that or 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 or, yeah praying it's probably like all that in one um but again he's the only one to see it and live Right. So I don't expect him anytime soon. And I'm sure to be we given will. A, a blow by blow of exactly a, what tour. the heart tree enters in a working of, the, of what it looks like. But later, because obviously yeah. book eight is going to be focused on underground stuff and, and dealing with getting back to, you know, and yeah, who knows from there. OK, so so chapter 13, he, he they reef, they rest, they refuel, they get provisions, they get traveling advice and they set back off for the Mist Village uh, on their way. Richter uh, allocates all of his points that he's been sitting on for for a while now, uh, almost a week. They're probably almost set to mm-hmm. set to uh set to automatically random. Be, be randomized. So these are the base ones you get. And I'm not, I won't read the definitions of them because they're pretty obvious. Strength, agility, dexterity, endurance, intelligence, wisdom, charisma, and luck. Um, wisdom, I guess I should say, is the one thing that gets your mana. That makes your mana bar get larger and you can hold more magical uh, uh, fuel, so to speak. Uh, but intelligence determines mana. Each point increases mana by 10. Wisdom determines mana regen. Ah. Uh, but intelligence and wisdom aren't exactly so the opposite. They're very, gotcha. they work, they, they hand in hand. So one determines how much you get, the other determines how fast you get. How fast you get it. 
Okay. And charisma, you know, determines the likelihood people will like you or want to interact with you. Luck is something that uh, it's luck. Uh, <laughs> so, so he allocates his points. Uh, does he? Okay. Oh, they don't. They don't do it like a chart. Okay. Uh, as his current capabilities seem based on ranged attacks and speed, at least for now, he decided to forego strength. Agility had already been increased, although it painted him in. It, Although it pained him to put points into a soft area like Charisma, it was clear he could not look at his current situation as if he was playing a simple RPG. This was his life now. His upcoming interaction with a whole city meant that interpersonal interactions were going to be important. Also, the advice of, of, hearth, of the Hearth Mother to make a community was something he took seriously. The comedy of having a four-foot-tall older woman dictating his life wasn't anything new his own mother was five feet of feisty fury uh so yeah so at the end he invested four points in luck uh because no self-respecting southerner doesn't know how to play a hand of texas hold'em uh so yeah so he gives himself um gives himself uh, all of his points and he puts all of his other his uh, percentage in imbue arrow so his imbue arrow skill goes up to level 2 and he gets um, he gets uh, he gets uh, a boost in that and it says midday on the third day after leaving the hearth tree they arrive back at the mist village Uh, the trip was much faster because they knew exactly where they were going and again they're on ponies so um, right they, they, they travel a little bit faster um uh, Futin fills him in. Welcome back, my lord. Uh, after they see all the uh, all the blood had been cleaned up, all the rocks had been piled, the bodies had been removed. There was just obvious, clear progress. Um, he takes them into the all of the rooms, like the base of the Miss Village. And there's a barracks, there is a, a couple of conference rooms, there's the treasury. And Richter's like, let's go to the treasury. He's like, yeah, we were going to get to the treasury in the, on the tour. He's like, no, 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 let's go to the treasury now. So they, so they go to the treasury. The door is made of titan steel. Um, Futon tries to explain it's one of the strongest metals that you're going to find on the land, and it would take quite a lot to bust through uh, Titan Steel. And the barracks, on the other hand, were just wood with you know, with uh, uh, metal and steel and iron or whatever, kind of like it was lined in it, but the treasury was made out of an entire Titan Steel door. Uh, So he gets in there, he finds a couple of boxes the first box has just a multitude. First, he thought it was empty because all the mm-hmm. shelves, all the shelves were were, were were empty. But it wasn't until he walked rare. walked in and could get a full view of everything. He saw he had three boxes: one full of all types of gold, cop silver, and copper coins. Right, just a nice little come up in money. Right, like couple grand probably five grand worth of, of coins there 
then he what was the second the second box was it's not the jewels yes the second box was just full of gems he was so excited by that more than the more than the uh, coins because the coins he knows what's worth what they're worth the gems it could be they could be worth you know whatever and isn't this just imagination run wild and the third box had a magic book in it he couldn't identify it but uh Futon identified it as a book of weak charm and again as a third time reader you're like oh that's where he found that's where he got that spell from cool so the spell of the book of weak charm is a spell that you can uh you can cast on your enemy to make him your ally and fight his own buddies but they hate you even more on the other side so if they come out of the spell if they hated you before like say the their uh their 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 levels to temper towards you is dislike when they come out it'll be absolute hatred when they come out it'll be hatred yep yep or if it was hatred when they come out it'll be enmity like just (laughs) their life won't be complete until your blood is spilled right uh, so, so yeah, go ahead. It's important for us to point out since we're in the treasure room because we didn't talk about it when we um, fought the goblins and mm-hmm. when we're going through all of the booty. Richter is keeping all the booty. Anything, any gold, any coins, any sort of any. scion doesn't want it. Not so, only scion, the sprites. I think at the heart no tree, interest. he tried to like, hey, you want a couple coins? I got something there. Like, no, we don't do physical wealth. Uh, so they are, they are at least at this point, and it is something to keep in mind. At this point, at this point, they have no interest in his in his coins, in his gems, or anything. He did give right. him a gift of uh, some kind of bracelet that Scion put on his upper arm, like on his bicep, because he's a small guy. That's probably where his bicep is about as big as a human's wrist um, and it was like a, maybe a health thing or some kind of boost it, 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 it was a protective thing and it is. Um, Scion really appreci- a, appreciated it it's a bracelet of health and when he put it on the cuff decreased in size slightly yeah to so fit his arm Scion. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. um yeah, then he they go to the armory. It's just full of cobwebs and old swords and axes and stuff. Futon tells him, uh, well, if you leave, what he says, he says, I followed your instructions, my lord. I have the workers gathering raw materials and working on basic physical defenses. I would advise caution, however, considering that you have not inst- excuse me, instituted any of the magical defenses. And Richter's like, magical defenses? Finds out, come to find out, he has, as a level one mist village, he has something called concealing mist and confusing mist. Confusing mist or concealing mist costs 400 mana and 20 mana upkeep per day. Per day. Confusing mist costs 800 mana and 400 upkeep a day. And uh, yeah, so the concealing mist extends to the boundaries, uh, uh, and you can grant immunity. But it, it keeps people from being able to fit, literally see the village. The confusing mist does those same things. Go extends to the boundaries. You can give some people immunity. But when you're in the confusing mist, it 
is confusing mist, so it sends you in the wrong direction. Yeah. So instead of walking towards the home base or the ba- you know whatever of the of the mist village, you walk into a swamp or you walk into a river or you yeah you know kick over a beehive because you you you're confused and yeah and that's the yeah. Um, I love these as passive defenses. Yeah, the enchantments um, were passive, but could easily he could see easily see the power in them. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he real that's when Futon uh, tells him that about the ten mile radius uh, extending ten miles in all directions the boundaries will increase as your village level increases. Uh, then he says you've mentioned increasing the village level several times how do I do it? And then he tells him there are multiple ways uh, all all the types of ways get quests sometimes I'll generate quests for you so he does give him a quest unlock your power one. Um, your village will increase your power, but your ca- you must care for it in turn. And the success conditions: clear out a local dungeon. And that's where we leave on this section. And uh, he asks Sion, "Hey, you ready to kick some monster butt?" Sion's like, "That's what I do." And Richter says, "In the morning, then." So yeah, so in the next section we'll start at chapter fourteen and probably go through twenty or twenty-one or so. I'll let you know, Ken. Uh, but yes, this is will be, it'll be the first quest, the first venture to secure secure uh, power for himself for his village. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 the like it's got it's already real when you're stabbing goblins and they're coming at you with knives and axes and and magical spells and stuff. It's already real, but it's about to get um like the responsibility is about mm-hmm. to get real because he's now you know now he's this is his island or this is his village. He can't mess around. Yeah, and he's about to, you know, so he came into the world experiencing um, a lot of culture shock. Mm-hmm. Um, his body was different. The world is different. There is magic. There are beings um, that Monsters. he could not have imagined. Yeah. Um, what he's going to find soon, though, um, is that where he is in the forest of Nadria and with the sprites um, and with the goblins, there is still a extensive world that moves past that um and you know there are just like in the world here there are socioeconomic um situations um and you know discrimination and you know there's some real life um yeah that next section we're going to get into some of that uh some of the discrimination that's in the land some of the inherent bigotries that and how they've been cultivated over the decades in the land and Richter's walking into that and more importantly Scion is walking into that because right. Richter is a human he's got all the privilege in the world he realizes as a dark-skinned kinky-haired black guy which is like they they they, they do he, he snuck it it's like oh yeah well i'm gonna wait till 14 chapters in till i or 15 16 whatever in this next section and to make it obvious that my character is a black man and you know from america so but so if you're some asshole that's like don't you know that would be like you know you're already invested and you already want to know so at this point when you go wait dark skin 
kinky hair. Oh, he's a black guy. You're like, I still, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you just like, oh, I guess I gotta find out where this black guy goes. But he goes, wow. I realize as a black guy with, with, with curly kinky hair, nobody said anything to me about those things. Right. I'm just a dude. I'm just, I'm just, a, a, I'm just a human. Like, I'm. If anybody hates me, it's because I'm human, not because I'm a human. brown human or a whatever. Right. Yeah. So, so again, in the next section, Scion has to deal with a lot of the, uh, and we learn about the, the bigotries and, and the hatreds and the, just the xenophobic stuff, the nature of the of the land and and where it came from and how it was cultivated and it just in, it's not something that's just it's not accidental, uh, put it that right. way. Right. And uh, we, we'll save the rest for next episode. So, so honorable traits. I think, I think we talked about he, he, his moments with Scion, where mm-hmm. where they where they strengthened their bond, was really special. Uh, strategies used, I, I think, you know, going with the poison was an obvious strategy. They, it just the numbers. It was it's two of them and thirty goblins. They just it was the only strategy they had. Uh, friends made. I don't think we made any friends. It's it's it was just oh well. He got more points with the friends he already knew. The hearth tree, the 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 uh, uh, the, the the hearth village, and 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 that uh, enemies made. Right. Certainly made a lot of a lot of uh, goblin enemies. They will remember right. remember who he is. Magics learned. He didn't. He are, he learned imbue arrow in the last section. This section he right. got the book of weak the, the the spell of weak charm, but he hasn't learned it yet. He doesn't. He can he can, he couldn't even identify the 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 the. the thing at first the book the kind but, of book it was but, skill, right. but skills learned he did learn analyze which now gives him a basic understanding of what things are so when he looks at another magic book it won't just say magic book it'll say book of whatever that spell is Weapons, and he powered up his herb lore he did he did on his way and that's what uh, we didn't talk about it specifically but those in his travelings from to the hearth from tree the hearth to village, the goblin encampment the at the mist village, yeah. Picking all that moss and his his herb lore came up. Weapons found that goblin sword, uh, the axe of strength, but he couldn't wield it. So really, just the 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 goblin sword. Mm-hmm. Valuables earned. Well, he besides the, the 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 few coins and valuables he found on the goblin bodies he found a whole crap load of coins and gems and that magic book in his vault so this was a come up section as far as valuables earned so for me i'm going to say the most valuable thing that he has right now whether or not we want to look at it um in a monetary sense going to say is friendship Oh, oh, no, oh, oh, absolutely. Has that is a very set. good catch. That is an absolute uh, skills. It's not a skills. Learn, it's it's a weapon. I mean, your armor is it's it's a simple it's a it's a weapon. So very good catch. He got a full set of sprite light armor. Yes. And the, so 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 for him having the full set, remember he gets a twenty five. He gets some, he gets a big boot to boost each for all individual kinds of like dexterity. Piece. He gets yeah, a boost in crazy. stealth, a boost in yeah, all kinds of yep 
Yep. Well, he only gets a that he only gets that big boost if he's wearing the whole thing, the full set. So he got the whole thing. No, I know, no, 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 I know. Set. Oh, definitely. But if he takes the helmet off, the 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 bonus goes away. But he gets the obviously the individual uh, items of having the bracer or the, the the gauntlets or the breastplate or the the pants and yeah. whatever. And the best line I think it was about the the sword is the pen is mightier than the sword. Eh except not for real <laughs> so i'm going to go with that as uh, as the best line and and just a, a real good section a real good couple of chapters you learned a lot about mm-hmm. the main character you learned a lot about the uh the uh the the the, the co-characters and even the co-co-characters the hisako and the miss village um or i guess not a, i guess you got you learned more about the village more than any of the other specific folks there all you really got the only person named in the village was Hisako so you didn't Mm -hmm. get to meet any like junior members of of the hearth tree yet um but yeah good section I'm really excited to to finally get to Eve and get to the city of law and Richter's first encounter with other humans because he hasn't met a human yet he mm-hmm. he saw a goblin before he saw another human on in the land right so he's seen goblins he's seen wood sprites and whatever imps whatever zetrix is he saw an imp right uh and that's it and a cave bear i guess not a human or a person but but yes mm-hmm. he has not seen a human yet uh yeah so interactions to come for sure um yeah I, I, I think that does it for, for this episode. This has been episode two of uh, Travis and Kendria covering the land, Chaos Seeds, book one, The Founding. Um, any sign-off words for us, Ken? Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about literature. I absolutely love. Thank you, Travis. Absolutely. Thank you for, for being available and providing awesome insight. Uh, and we will talk to you folks next week. Thank you for listening and uh, we'll get it you next time. The Demon Dust Podcast is produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network. 